The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you. December 1st, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in as we turn the page on the calendar. Good morning, Pat. Did you need a boat to get into the studio this morning? Oh, an ark. An ark. I built an ark overnight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness, Brenda. We have got, I, I can't believe it's December, first of all. And we have got so much going on today, but on top of everything, all that rain, three different atmospheric rivers are hitting us all across the weekend. I am certainly glad that I pulled those plans to make an ark in my backyard. I feel like I'm going to need it. So driving in this morning, of course, I left my house in Vancouver. It was raining. The spray on the highways and freeways was so, so bad. It was a little treacherous in some areas. I get a little nervous when those big trucks go blowing by me and then all that rain and water gets kicked up and... Yeah, I understand when it sprays up there and the the windshield wipers just can't keep up with that much at, at this. So you had that that little window there of about, you know, three or three seconds that you just can't see. You can't see second. anything. Yeah. Now, when you come up 26 and then you head down towards the tunnel, there is a section there. So if you are coming into the city, the cars that are coming up and if those cars uh, are in the far lane, there's a certain section. I don't know what the water is doing as it's coming down the hill, but every single time they will kick water up and it sprays over into the the other lanes going down into the city. So be careful. Okay, that's a good tip to know. <laughs> and if you're out in the gorge, be very careful. Snow out there, and with the rain, it's combining to make that slippery slush out there. So Highway 84, Highway 14 on the Washington side, a little treacherous today, some accidents already out there. So be very careful on the road today. Just slow down a little bit. You know, you, you're going to get there. That's but- right. And if you find that you don't have to go out today, your schedule is opened up, you know what you can do? Stay home and have some pie. Oh. Today is one of two national pie days. And when I say pie, <laughs> not like the, you know, 3.14, not March 14th pie day, but actual let's eat some uh, dessert pie day. So oh. pie is so good. We can't have just one national pie day. We need to have two. What's your favorite pie? It's going to depend on the season. I can't have too much of one kind of pie, though. Like right now, I'm really feeling pumpkin pie, of course. And But, you know, that that is short-lived after you eat another one because then you're like, oh, I can't have another pie. Uh, but I've never turned down a piece of apple pie or marionberry pie. <sighs> but if it's summertime, oh, I love a good slice of lemon meringue. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, now I'm 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 reconsidering my choice. No, okay, so no, now I'm what's not. your favorite? It's pecan. It's, it's pe- pecan is your favorite. Hands down, pecan. But I like a good meringue. My my uh, friend's mother used to have a restaurant. The meringue on that pie, I promise you, Brenda, was six inches high. It was <laughs> she huge, could get it fluffed huge. up, huh? And it had that kind of caramelization That's on right. top. Oh, yeah. Her her banana cream pies were just out mm-hmm. of this world. Yeah. So pies also come in savories, also. Mm-hmm. So like a quiche. A quiche is a pie. You said your favorite was? (laughs) Pizza. Pizza pie. Okay, not exactly the same kind of like 
pastry crust. That's a bread. But, I, you know, if you're going to put pie at the end of pizza, then it's going to fall into the category for sure. And would you say what we had yesterday? So we celebrated Aaron Earhart's birthday yesterday. I was so happy to have this birthday. Oreo cookie pie. I am not sure who designed this, but they deserve a a huge blessing from (laughs) the staff here at Mantra Day Radio. That was the most outstanding dessert I have ever had. It was brownie. That was the crust, right? Was brownie. Brownie crust with with Oreo cookies and ice cream. And, and then the chocolate drizzle on top. There was I mean, breakfast fudge. of champions right there. There was right? fudge on top of that. Oh, <laughs> it was a wonderful time we all got together. We needed that because remember yesterday when we uh, got off the show, those gremlins were after our uh, technology, but it seems like all is good. So We've been praying our way through that, and I think we've, we've got it all solved. But oh. uh, we'll continue to pray because uh, today is also First Friday. Yes. Yeah. So we, we got that to start the month as well as we go into the most sacred heart of Jesus on this first Friday. All right. What else you got coming up in news, Patrick? Well, we have got uh, a big win on the uh, bluff for the Portland Pilots women's basketball team. I mean, this is historic. We'll be telling you about what happened at the Child Center last night. And now that we are into the first day of December, many people are opening the first advent calendar window although it's not exactly advent yet those calendars will get you through the month of december i'm going to tell you who started those oh i can't wait to find that out and you know what else we have brenda we are giving away gifts we have got we have got those Mm -hmm. passes to the grotto's christmas festival of lights we'll give you an opportunity to win those later this morning so all kinds of things brenda i think we need a four-hour show today to get it all in (laughs) for sure for sure well you know what we need to do though we got to get it started. Let's go. Here's Dan Francis, No Other Name. And you are listening to Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. That's Dan Francis and no other name. Well, it's a little wet on the bridge today, and there's even a little snow. And we'll check the weather forecast next, plus the big men's conference. The Holy League Men's Conference is coming up next weekend, and we'll speak with one of the keynote speakers. That is Father Lawrence Carney. We'll talk about the holy face of Jesus just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-Source Communications is an independent, local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for All-Source Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat, and it is a rainy start to December and a little snow out there as well. Our forecast rain mainly before 8 a.m. May have a few little breaks along the way today, high up to about 48, and then the temperature will rise through the evening, and uh, we could see some very high winds overnight. Chance of rain at 90% today, 100% tonight, and I would say it's 100%ing pretty well out there. 
there right now. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Currently, it is 45 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 42 with the rain coming down at St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland. Husbands, fathers, and sons, you are all called to be holy, godly men. And there's no better way to do that than with the prayers and support of other holy, godly men. Coming up is the 8th Annual Holy League Catholic Men's Conference on December 9th. And a great lineup of speakers include Dr. Dan Schneider, Father Dale Tuckerman, and today's guest... Father Lawrence Carney. Father Carney was ordained to the Diocese of Wichita in 2007. In 2014, he was appointed as chaplain of the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, and he walks the streets of U.S. cities in a cassock, carrying the crucifix and a rosary in each hand in an effort to bring souls to the Catholic Church. And through the devotion to the holy face of Jesus, Father Carney will offer ways to engage Catholic men at this fantastic conference and following parish mission. Good morning, Father Carney. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Good morning, Brenda. Thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be here. So in case our listeners missed our previous discussion, you recently came out with a book, The Secret of the Holy Face, The Devotion Destined to Save Society. So let's start here and remind people again, how does a person engage in a devotion to an image? And how does that devotion help bring forward their faith in life? Yes, so devotion helps us to become more tender or certain aspects of God and or His Church. The devotion to the Holy Faith helps us to re- make reparation, that is to repair the relationship between our human family and God. So it helps us to make reparation for the five senses of Jesus, and they're all found on the face. Just the human face has the same thing. So that's what that book's basically about, and devotion helps us to engage in the spiritual battle that we find at hand in the world. And our Lord appeared to Mary St. Peter and talked about this mystical combat. I just love those words. Father Carney, you're going to be offering two specific talks at the men's conference again that is coming up December 9th. It begins at 6 a.m. with a very early morning mass dedicated for Advent, and then you're going to be joining in. So you're going to talk about those things, the mystical combat with the Holy Face and historical tactics of devotion to the Holy Face. So let's start with that first one, historical tactics. What does that mean, and how is that important to husbands and fathers? Well, yeah, in the Old Testament, God gave the kings of Israel and the leaders a spiritual battle plan, and that is to follow the Ten Commandments so you won't get weak uh, against the enemy of the soul, which is the devil. And then God said, okay, if if you follow the Ten Commandments, you'll get these blessings. You'll be able to have food in due season. You won't have people coming to attack you. But if you don't follow my command, all of them, you're going to get this long list of curses. And actually, I, God, will be the one who will give those curses to you. So that's the historical tactics that we had in the Old Testament, and that comes from Ezekiel 26. And so this devotion is stressing how to fight 
the current spiritual warfare that we have today. So it's stressing how God is actually punishing our human family because we're not following all his Ten Commandments. And actually, he's punishing us with the scourge of revolutionary men. That was told to my St. Peter in the 1840s by Jesus Christ. And it was approved by the local archbishop, and it was made into an archcompaternity by Pope Leo XIII. And this whole strategy has pretty much disappeared until I was told about it by a nun who I consider to be a saint. She she tipped me to start looking at this devotion of the Holy Face, and when I got into it and researched it, I'm like, why is this not being promoted? Why is this so little known? This is exactly what we need, and that's why I titled the book The Devotion Destined to Save Society, because Pope Pius IX, Blessed Pius IX, said that reparation is destined to save society. And I think he was a prophet saying that, a prophet for our times. And that's what this devotion is, to the Holy Face, about reparation. So it gives us clear tactics how to engage the battle on the world's fear, if that makes any sense, Brenda. Mm. Oh, absolutely. If you are just tuning in, Father Lawrence Carney is joining me today. He will be one of the guest speakers at this year's Men Conference. It is coming up Saturday, December 9th, beginning at 6 a.m. until 4 o'clock. It'll be at St. Stephen's Catholic Church here in Portland. Father Carney, in our previous discussions also, we did bring into the discussion that our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, is such a wonderful role model for all of us here, but especially to men, to fathers, to sons who will be attending this conference. His motto is to contemplate the face of Christ. For our Archbishop, that was an important part of his ministry. To husbands and fathers and sons, why is the Holy Face such an important devotion in being a man in today's world? Well, that's a very beautiful plug. I love His Grace's motto, uh, to contemplate the face of God. That's beautiful, because I talk to a lot of men who are leaders in the Catholic Church, especially those that love the Latin Mass, and we're drawn to that reverence of the ancient traditions. And I tell the guys, you know what, they may be able to take away our things and our beautiful liturgies like the Latin Mass, but they can't take away our interior life. So this devotion is leading a lot of men towards the one thing that's important, that's saving their souls to go to heaven. And during that process, we have a chance to be in union with God in the contemplative life. It's called the interior life. And so I've been inspired to write a fourth book in my life. The third one was the one that we talked about last, Secret of the Holy Face, and the next one is going to be titled Total Preparation for the Total Consecration to the Holy Face of Jesus and How God Draws the Soul Through the Purgative, Illuminative, and Unitive Ways. And this these three ages are basically the soul maturing into the higher levels of the interior life, you know, like St. Catherine of Siena, like St. John of the Cross, St. Therese of Lisieux. They all were in the very highest levels in the unitive way, where they had what's called mystical marriage. And this is not 
something that's extraordinary. This is ordinary. This is for everyone, whether a nun, a priest, or a layperson, this life. But the devil, he's always trying to put out a thing called interference to confuse us and to get us off track, to do something that is good but not the better or the best. But the interior life is about engaging and putting all our time into the best, and that is having a relationship with God. And that's what our Protestant brothers talk about. Do you know, do you have a personal relation with Jesus Christ? And I tell them, yes, I receive him every day in Holy Communion. You ought to come and join us. So what do you think? I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the essence of that beautiful motto, I think. The Archbishop definitely... He has to have uh, an interior life to come up with a model like that. Mm. And a model of interior life for all men are invited to join in in the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. It is coming up on December 9th. Father Carney, there is so much more I want to talk to you about, including the upcoming parish mission that everyone is invited to. I'm already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. 722 at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is First Friday as we celebrate the most sacred heart of Jesus and a big evening going on out at the grotto tonight. The Christmas Festival of Lights continues and the Seton Catholic High School Choir is going to be there tonight. Great. That is a big choir actually too. And you know, it never rains in the Chapel of Mary. No, so it does it, it's not. It's nice and dry, nice and warm in there and they've got those brand new kneelers which are the most comfortable. It's like kneeling on a cloud in there, Brenda. It is amazing. Chris did a great job in the remodeling of the chapel. Check it out. Check out the Seton uh, Catholic High School Choir tonight at the Christmas Festival of Lights. And if you don't have tickets, you're in luck. We have got tickets for you that we'll be giving away later this morning. So keep listening for your chance to win and celebrate the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with Matre Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you spiritually ready for Christmas? Advent is a time to prepare our hearts and minds for the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. But with so much going on in our lives, it can be hard to take advantage of the season and really prepare ourselves for the gift of Christmas. My name is Daniel Oberreiter, the lead singer of the Catholic band, The Thirsting. Along with St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church and pastor, Father Matt Libra, I want to personally invite you to attend three evenings of adoration, contemplation, and praise of the Blessed Sacrament, beginning Wednesday, December 6th, from 6 to 7 p.m. at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church, 2727 Northeast 54th Avenue in Portland. Confessions will also be heard each night. For more details, go to strosepdxparish.org. Come join us every Wednesday evening this Advent at St. Rose of Lima Parish and adore the Lord of the Universe, Jesus our Savior. Advent, it only comes once a year. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. 
They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's a little wet on the bridge between your faith and everyday life here at Mater Day Radio. And uh, we have got three different atmospheric rivers converging on us this weekend. We'll tell you how much rain we are expected to get just ahead on news. And a recently ordained priest of Opus Day sets up for a retreat and then dies of a heart attack. It's an incredible story and prayers for him and his family. I'll have that for you coming up in three minutes. Here's Jamie Teton. It's a good day. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Jamie Teton with It's a Good Day, 730 right here at Mater Day Radio. National Weather Service is watching the path of a series of at least two and possibly three atmospheric rivers bringing periods of widespread heavy rain into northwest Oregon and southwest Washington this weekend and into early next week. The first in the series dumped piles of snow in the Cascades overnight. Today, the snow continues at elevations above 3,000 feet, but snow report enthusiasts shouldn't get too excited. Rising snow levels occurring late Saturday will effectively melt off all the new snow below 7,000 feet by Sunday. Continual heavy rain and mountain snow melt will be contributing factors in river flooding concerns on Sunday through early next week. Total rain amounts for the entire weekend are expected to range from 3 to 5 inches along the coast, 4.5 to 6.5 inches in the coast range, and 3 to 4 inches across the Willamette Valley, including Salem and Portland, and upwards of 6 inches in the Cascades. That's a, that's a lot of water coming our area. They said that we're going to be watching for some urban flooding as we move into next week, too, because of all of the rain. And you're right, it's going to be warmer. In fact, we're going to it looks like we're going to be in the high uh, 50s, maybe close to 60 degrees Monday and Tuesday. I know some people were thinking about going skiing and actually that the, the, that the slopes happening. aren't going to open probably until December 8th is what oh, they're gosh. saying. All right. Well, Father Fadi Saraf, a recently ordained priest of Opus Day, reportedly died of a heart attack while preaching at a facility near Montreal, Canada, where the personal prelate often holds retreats. Prior to being a priest, Saraf, an immigrant from Damascus, Syria, was an engineer in Canada. He came to that country at 17 years old, and according to a 2021 article on Opus Day website. German Archbishop George Gaineswein, who was the personal secretary of the late Pope Benedict XVI, ordained Saraf in Rome along with 26 other members of Opus Dei on May 22nd of 2021. Opus Dei's information office in Canada said on X, please pray for the repose of the soul of Father Fadi Saraf, 51 years old, who passed away today suddenly of an apparent heart attack while preaching at a retreat center at the Manor de Beaujau. May he rest in peace. Officers from the East Precinct responded to reports of a child abduction in the area of Northeast Halsey Street and Northeast 126th Avenue yesterday morning. Preliminary investigation revealed that the child was inside the vehicle, which was left running when a young man wearing a beanie entered and drove away. The child's father, who had briefly stepped inside their residence, discovered the situation upon returning outside. He attempted to alert the suspect, but the vehicle fled the scene. Shortly after, near Northeast San Rafael Street and Northeast 113th Avenue, a vigilant resident observed a vehicle driving recklessly. Subsequently, the resident noticed a young girl walking down the street. The resident flagged down a Portland Police Bureau officer who was in the vicinity investigating other matters. The child has been safely reunited with her parents. Later yesterday, a Gresham police officer spotted the dark blue 2017 Subaru Outback near Southeast Morrison Terrace and 202nd Avenue. No suspect was in the car. The abduction is the most recent in a string of incidents in which Portland area thieves have stolen a car with a child inside. Oh, see, that is just a reminder to parents 
I know it's difficult to get him in and out of that car seat, but you just cannot leave them alone, even for a moment, to run back into the house. Thieves will take any opportunity they can. Even in your own driveway. That's right. Well, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler wants downtown employers to bring remote and hybrid employees back into the office for at least 20 hours a week starting January 1st of 2024. In a letter sent to downtown Portland employers Thursday, Wheeler said this request is about more than just office productivity. It's also an effort to increase foot traffic downtown, which he said is critical to the recovery and revitalization of our urban core. Downtown Portland has struggled to recover since the pandemic. Some businesses has left while foot traffic has increased over a year over year. It has yet to return to pre-pandemic levels. Meanwhile, downtown business leaders have pleaded with the city to address homelessness, drug use and crime. According to the mayor, the city has increased its efforts in recent months to make the area a safe and welcoming place, assigning more Portland Police Bureau officers to patrol downtown on foot with the assistance from Oregon State Police and increasing access to behavioral health services and shelters. Now, pop-up shops and an ice skating rink and a winter marketplace are also opening downtown for the holiday season. And when responding to emergency medical calls, the roles of local fire department is often to arrive quickly and stabilize the patient. Then it's the ambulance provider's job to take the patient to the hospital. But in a number of Portland metro counties where American medical response is the ambulance provider, there's a growing reliance on fire crews and an expectation that they'll do whatever is needed to fill the gaps as AMR response times have fallen off. Jim Gearing, fire chief for the Washington County cities of Forest Grove and Cornelius, said that he's drawn a line beginning on Friday. His firefighters will no longer transport patients to compensate for AMR, only transporting when they believe it is absolutely necessary. According to Gearing, his firefighters are transporting patients to hospitals daily as AMR ambulance crews remain chronically understaffed or unavailable. But starting December 1st, the Forest Grove and Cornelius Fire Departments will be removing their ambulance transports from available status in the 911 system. In sports, they are celebrating on the bluff today. Wow, the Portland Pilots jumped out to a hot start and went on to route the Oregon Ducks 91-60 to in a women's basketball matchup last night at the Child Center. 31-point win for the Pilots. It marked the Pilots' first win over a Pac-12 opponent since 2013 and their biggest margin of victory ever against a Pac-12 foe. Portland will host Montana State at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. These girls are exciting to watch. I've mm. seen a few of their games and just really a lot of fun. Men are having a good year. I bet Scott Lycom has a big smile on his face today along with Coach so. Michael Meek. And uh, congratulations. Also in basketball, Shaden Sharp had 29 points and rookie doo-wop Reith added a season-high 13. And Jabari Walker had 12 rebounds to lead the Portland Trailblazers to their second consecutive road win, besting the Cleveland Cavaliers 103-95 to last night. The Trailblazers' road trip continues, and they'll try for three in a row in Utah tomorrow. 
Well, it's around this time of year. The stores are full of advent calendars. There's even a Star Wars Lego calendar that reveals a new Lego piece each day. I've even seen some that offer a uh, shot of a favorite alcoholic beverage. Of course, there are those chocolate ones as well. What now has become a commercial necessity during the pre-Christmas season started out humbly in a printing shop in Germany. In 1908, Gerhard Lang, who worked at a printing office in Germany, had an idea based on a tradition from his childhood. Lang's mother would make him an advent calendar by attaching 24 little candies to a cardboard. So he decided to design his own version and created colored pictures that were fixed to a cardboard. Historians generally credit Lang for producing the first printed advent calendar. This was soon followed by a calendar that had little doors to open every day in preparation for Christmas, and the novelty became very popular in Germany. By the 1950s, these calendars became more complex and held chocolates for each day of December. From there, the yearly tradition spread throughout Europe and the United States and is now one of the most popular traditions after the Christmas tree. The reason why the Advent calendar starts on December 1st and not when the liturgical season begins is because of the wide variation in dates when Advent begins. Now, at first, these calendars were reused each year and starting on December 1st made it possible to keep the calendar for future use. This eventually became an accepted standard. And even though new calendars are made every year, the tradition of starting the calendar on December 1st has been maintained. So you get to open your first door of your advent calendar today. All right. You know, I, I have one, but it doesn't have anything in it. It's got a, a, a verse that kind of leads you and prepares you for Christmas. As you open the window, there's the verse in there. So uh, no adult beverages in mind, but uh, I've seen those. I've seen those. And what was the date again when that started? In 1908. Yeah, I was kind of surprised it was that late. I figured it was a tradition that maybe started hundreds of years ago. Well, I think in this particular case, they say it's the first printed Advent ah, calendar, because, okay. of course, the printing presses weren't necessarily available, but he was the one that made the first printed one. But I'm sure there were very faithful mothers around the world that had all kinds of different Advent calendars for their children. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And it begins today at 9 a.m. and runs for 24 hours. It is 24 hours of Eucharistic adoration at St. Francis Catholic Church in Sherwood. All are invited to participate in a 24-hour period of holy adoration for the year of Eucharistic revival, as well as in spiritual preparation for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception coming up on December 8th. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to the calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. And not only is it the first day of December, it is First Friday as we celebrate the most sacred heart of Jesus. And we will be talking with Father Lawrence Carney, who's coming to Portland next week for the Holy League Catholic Men's Conference about the holy face of Jesus. That's just ahead. Brenda continues her interview with Father Carney next after we check weather at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. 
Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, catering, takeout, and large order delivery, featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. Please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Rainy on the bridge today. Rained mainly before 8 a.m., high up to about 48 this afternoon, and the chance of rain 90%. Then the rain is back with us, a 100% chance tonight, but it's going to warm up. The low overnight, only 47 degrees, and uh, we could see between 3 and 5 inches of rain over the weekend. Okay. So prepare accordingly. Make sure those storm drains are clear of the leaves. That's it. Yeah, and uh, take a little extra time on the road. There's a lot of water on the roadways, so uh, you just want to be very, very careful. Currently, it is 42 degrees, though, at St. Wenceslas Catholic Church out in Scapoose. And in the Cherry City, it's 43 at St. Vincent de Paul in Salem. And I am continuing now my conversation with Father Lawrence Carney. He is joining me today because he is going to be one of the wonderful speakers at this year's Holy League Catholic Men's Conference. It's coming up Saturday, December 9th, beginning at 6 a.m. And he is joining me to talk to us today about the conference and also a parish mission that everyone is invited to attend. Father Carney, thank you so much for staying with me this morning. You're welcome. 
For anyone who would head over to the webpage, theholyleague.org, they'll find the list of speakers today. Father Carney, your picture is there. And I mentioned this in our open in the first half hour that you threw your chaplaincy with the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. You walk the streets of U.S. cities in a cassock carrying a crucifix and a rosary. And there you are, a picture of you doing exactly that. Father, how do you find that courage to do, to be so open about your faith, about your ministry, and to approach people when you're making your walks? Yeah, in one word, the rosary. So when I first started walking formally with the permission of the local bishop in St. Joseph, Missouri, it was a little bit nerve-wracking, to say the least, to do this full-time in the afternoons. But I began to pray my rosary constantly, and then I was, I was strengthened by Our Lady. By thinking of the mysteries, the 15 mysteries that I, I usually pray, because I try to pray 15 decades a day, that strengthened me. Because in the spiritual life, whenever we have downtime, that gives an opportunity for the evil one to do his work. But the rosary would cover all my walking time. I would never have enough time to pray at all. So it was constantly praying. And then if I would get interrupted, then I could share my contemplation. And that's what St. Thomas talks about in the apostolic life, is we don't just do any activity whatsoever, but we have contemplation. We think about God, and then we share that with others. That's called the apostolic life. So the rosary is the answer to that question. Oh, the rosary, a powerful weapon. And in fact, you can pray the rosary with Mater Day Radio three times a day. You also have access to the audio rosary of our Archbishop Alexander Sample on the Hail Mary media app. Father Lawrence Carney is joining me today. He is going to be one of the inspiring speakers at the men's conference coming up Saturday, December 9th at St. Stephen's Parish. Father Lawrence's first talk is going to be Historical Tactics of Devotion to the Holy Face of Jesus. And then he'll offer practical tips on how to engage in the mystical combat with the Holy Face of Jesus in the present arena. Father Carney, this men's conference, of course, open to husbands, fathers, and sons. And of course, women, though, we're not going to be left out because you will take this even a step further. St. Stephen's will be offering an Advent mission beginning the Sunday after December 10th, December 11th, and December 12th. You will be a part of that. So for men, we understand this combat, this idea of mystical combat, that they have to, you know, be the protectors of a family. For women who want to participate in your parish mission, what does the devotion to the Holy Face bring to us? Well, Jesus began to speak to a woman. Her name was Sister Mary St. Peter. And Jesus gave her a whole list of war tactics, how to be the best Catholics, because there was this group of people, a revolutionary group that was rising up that sister had never heard of before, and Jesus called them out, communists. And the Communist Manifesto came out in 1848 or 1849, and Our Lady of Fatima talks about the errors of Russia would spread. Well, communism first came to Russia in 1917 when Our Lady of Fatima appeared. 
But Sister Mary St. Peter was getting the tactics well before Our Lady of Fatima came. So it's like we have this treasure box that we found in the earth, and we're, we've, un, we've dug it up, and we're opening it. So to the ladies, I'm going to talk about the historical history of the Holy Face devotion as it came to these modern-day players, Sister Mary St. Peter being one of them, and Verabalia de Pont and St. Therese of Lisieux. And it's this beautiful tactics from heaven of how to defeat the revolution. Well, how can that be? Because God is the one that is punishing the human race with the scourge of revolutionary men. So he who is the one giving us the punishment, he's the one giving us the curse, he has a recipe of how to get out from underneath that curse. And so that's what this whole mission is going to be about. I love history, so I'll give the history of what's happened from the time of 1848 into our times. And it has nine promises, those that are devoted to the Holy Face. For example, one of them is that there will be many conversions. In fact, I was just talking to some people today, and last week I had this idea to pray for this person fervently for his conversion because he had left the church. And then these people told me that so-and-so was found to go to the church, and he was at Mass. And I'm like, wow! That's an answer to prayers. And I thought immediately, that's because I'm a member of the Arch Comfort of the Holy Faith, that there will be many conversions. So people that want to come to this mission, they'll learn so they can discern whether or not to become a member of the Arch Comfort of the Holy Faith and to live this out, this devotion out, so that they too can reap the benefits of the nine promises. Another one being that those that are devoted to the Holy Face, their faces will shine brighter in heaven than all the rest. Mm. Well, I want that, and I want other people to want that. Oh, I want that as well. And if you want something like this for yourself, please join in on this wonderful parish mission. It begins on Sunday, December 10th with Mission Talks at 8 a.m., 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Then on a Monday, Talks at noon and 7 and again on Tuesday at noon and 7 o'clock. So many, many opportunities for you to come and listen to Father Lawrence. I can't think of a better gift that you would want to get this Advent season than to attend either the men's conference or this parish mission. Father Carney, we are so looking forward to your time here in the Portland area. We appreciate talking to you today. Before we go, will you end us in a prayer and your blessing? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Sit nomen domine benedictum, et ex hoc nunc usque in seculum. Domine exati rasinum meam, et clamor meus ate veniat. Dominus fobiscum, et cum spiritum. Benedicted omnipotentis patris et filii, spiritus undescendit, super vos et mani et semper. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Carney. We look forward to having you here in the Pacific Northwest. Bring a raincoat. (laughs) 
Okay, thank you, Brenda. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And again, that is Father Lawrence Carney. So the Holy League Men's Conference coming up December 9th and then St. Stephen's Parish Mission following December 10th to the 12th. I will be sure to add information where you can find both the conference registration and information about the parish mission. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Bring a raincoat, but don't bring an umbrella. That's a that's no. A we do not uh-uh. use umbrellas around here. <laughs> hey, you know what, Brenda? <laughs> Tonight is one of my favorite shows. View from the Pew is on at 7.30 tonight. No, you have a big episode about baptism. Yes, of course. I shared on the show that we baptized our granddaughter the weekend after Thanksgiving. And what we get into, though, is as a grandparent, what do you do when your grandchildren are not baptized? It's very, very difficult. And we've talked to different people about that. And so we share kind of some of our experience. And Scott really shares, you know, from the church's viewpoint, the hope and mercy that we can still rely on for them. Wonderful. That's I, I, I hear about that all the time, so I'm glad you were addressing that. It's just one of many great weekend shows that we have on for you, and you can get a little preview of View from the Pew along with all of our weekend programs on the Hail Mary Media app, so you can be in the know before they hit the radio. You can check that out at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Are you looking for something to do this autumn rather than raking leaves? How about making plans to donate your old car to Mater Day Radio? In fact, we'll also accept the donation of a truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. In the process, you'll be supporting a faith-filled broadcast reaching thousands of listeners every day. It's Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Check it out on our website at materdayradio.com. Now, doesn't that sound better than raking leaves? The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 757 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and uh, the peace is broken in the Middle East. We'll update you on the situation between Israel and Hamas next. And Pope Francis asks all of us for special intentions for the month of December for people with disabilities. I'll have that story for you coming up right after... Awaken the Saint. 
Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Most of us are perfectly fine being a passerby. We hope the teacher doesn't call on us for the answering class, or that Father doesn't chase us down after Mass with an invitation to join the pastoral council. We're even fine with showing up just in time for Mass and sneaking out during the last hymn. If we can just avoid drawing attention to ourselves, maybe we won't be convinced to change everything we're comfy with. But what if that new way of life leads to an even better one? Simon was just passing by the way. You might know him if you've ever prayed the Stations of the Cross or listened to the Passion readings from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. He was traveling on his way home, minding his own business when he was in what he thought was the wrong place at the wrong time. The Roman soldiers were leading a struggling man off to be crucified. It looked as if he were on his last leg and they weren't even close to the site of the crucifixion. Simon kept his head down and just wanted to get where he was going. We're not sure exactly where that was, but whether he was heading home from a long day at work or on his way to celebrate the day of fasting, Simon didn't want or have anything to do with a criminal who was on his way to his execution. But then the unexpected happened. The exact thing that Simon and Cyrene was avoiding. The soldiers called him out of the crowd and demanded he help the criminal Jesus carry his cross. That wasn't his responsibility, Simon thought. He didn't do anything wrong and didn't want to be caught up in the chaos. He simply wanted to go home and continue on his day. Not being able to tell a Roman soldier of all people no, Simon broke from his path and came face to face with the Messiah, bruised and beaten. There was something about the specific criminal that Simon couldn't help but walk with him. It took a simple gaze from the face of Christ to captivate the heart of this lonely bystander. How could Simon not walk alongside Jesus in this time of suffering? It was passed through tradition that Simon went on to be considered one of the men of Cyrene who ministered after the resurrection of Jesus in the Acts of the Apostles. He was also considered the father of another future Saint Rufus, a name that was known by many early Christians of the time. Simon and all of his family would come to suffer the death of martyrs during the reign of Emperor Diocletian, Simon specifically being reported as sharing the same fate as Jesus himself. He was now able to joyfully accept his own cross, understanding just how drastically his life had changed. A passerby was presented with a decision, to walk away or to follow Christ to the end. We are presented with that same decision each time we have the potential to encounter God. Do we respond with, that's not my problem, I don't wanna get involved? Or do we look into the eyes of Christ and allow him to ignite our hearts with his love? St. Simon of Cyrene, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find lots more information about the saints or to access Advent resources by downloading today our free Hail Mary media app. You can find more details also at materdayradio.com. It is 8 o'clock. The peace is broken. Israel renewed its assault on the Gaza Strip earlier today after the end of a week-long truce with Hamas, pummeling the Palestinian enclave from the air while warning civilians to leave parts of southern Gaza in a sign that it intends to expand its ground offensive. International mediators said they were still working to restore the ceasefire, which saw the release of more than 100 hostages held in Gaza and 240 Palestinian prisoners in Israeli jails. The pause had raised hopes for a broader deal, but that appeared to have collapsed as the two sides traded blame while smoke rose from Gaza's ruined skyline and sirens wailed in Israeli border communities earlier this morning.
Pope Francis' prayer intention for the month of December is for people with disabilities. He said people with disabilities are among the most fragile among us. Pope Francis said this in a video released November 28th. He said some of them suffer rejection rooted in either ignorance or prejudice, which then marginalizes them, he added. The Holy Father urged civil institutions to support their projects through access to education, employment, and places where they can express their creativity. The Pope encouraged individuals to change our mentality a little and open ourselves to the abilities and talents of these people who are differently abled, both in society as well as in the life of the church. He concluded with a prayer saying, let us pray that people with disabilities may be at the center of attention in society and that institutions offer inclusion programs that enhance their active participation. Maps of northwest uh, Multnomah County are going to need to be updated. After a year of review, Multnomah County officials renamed the Salvi Island Bridge in honor of the indigenous communities past and present that have a connection to the island. The landmark is now the Wapato Bridge after a unanimous decision from the Multnomah County Board of Commissioners yesterday. Commissioners passed a resolution to change the name last November, stating that they wanted to raise awareness about the indigenous history of the area. Before it was colonized in the 1800s, Sauvie Island was inhabited by the Multnomah tribe of the Chinook people, with 2,000 indigenous people living across 15 villages, according to the county's resolution. Wow, I had no idea that many were there. Incredible. And, and so it took them a year to do this, but uh, it's now officially it is the Wapato Bridge. Okay. Well, speaking of bridges, nearly four years to the day since Washington Governor Jay Inslee and then Oregon Governor Kate Brown restarted the Interstate 5 bridge replacement effort, Inslee revisited the bridge on Thursday to reaffirm his commitment to the project. Inslee was in his first year as governor in 2013 when the Columbia River crossing effectively died because the legislature did not approve the state's $450 million share of the project's estimated $3.4 billion cost. Now Inslee is in his final term, and the two states are arguably in the strongest position ever to replace the 106-year-old bridge. Uncertainties about the replacement, though, still remain, whether the bridge will be stacked or side-by-side or a lift Ban. Please don't do that. If it win, if it can win big ticket federal grants, program officials did not win a $750 million grant last year. And if an agreement can be reached with river users impacted by the proposed 116 feet of vertical clearance on the replacement bridge. They said in that time, too, from 2013 till now with this new project, the cost of the bridge doubled. Wow. Yeah. Color me skeptical. In sports, the Dallas Cowboys hosted the Seattle Seahawks in Thursday night football to open the NFL's Week 13. Both offenses were churning back and forth all night long, and it ended with the Cowboys beating the Hawks 41-35, pushing Dallas to 9-3 on the season and dropping Seattle to 6-6. Six six. The Cowboys and the Seahawks combined to punt Zero times. Not How a often does that happen? In the game. It was the fifth regular season game in NFL history with no punts. 
Only five times in history have there ever been games with no punts. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen a game before last night that I, I recall. But they said the last one was in 2021. Um, but I don't ever recall seeing that. I that mean, and I watch a lot of football, high school, college, pro, and I don't ever recall seeing that before last night. How many field goals were there or attempts field goals? Oh, I, I probably there, a there lot. Were a few, but I, I also it was Pete Carroll's first time to lose with his team scoring thirty-five or more points. He had never lost a game uh-huh. where his team had scored thirty-five okay. or more points. It was a shootout last night, and of course, <laughs> no punts. How exciting! Hey, more football on tap for today. The Pac-12 title game and potential college football playoff berth is on the line. Five o'clock in Las Vegas, the Oregon Ducks set to take on the Huskies, and it will be uh, really a a revenge game for the Ducks. As you'll recall, uh, they lost back on October 14th, 36-33, in a great game that was played up in uh, Seattle. Now they're out on their neutral site in Las Vegas, five o'clock kickoff, the last Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Washington. Wow. Well, Jesus speaks seven last words. Well, on the cross, it is not the final time he speaks in the Bible. Jesus speaks again in the book of Revelations where he appears to St. John in a vision. And St. John confirms that all he wrote down was from God, saying the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants what must happen soon. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant God, who gives a witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ by reporting what he saw. Now, what follows throughout the rest of the book can be confusing, but many commentators see in it a description of the heavenly Jerusalem as well as the second coming of Christ. So in this context, Jesus' last words are a promise to us of his second coming. And these words are from Revelation chapter 22, verse 20, where Christ says, yes, I am coming soon. Ah, yes, I am coming soon. Yeah. Now, none of us know the exact time and the date that Jesus will come again, but only that it will happen soon. This means we need to be prepared for Jesus' second coming and try as best as we can to live in the present moment using our precious time fruitfully. It's possible that we may die before Jesus comes in glory on earth, but in that case, Jesus' words are still true. Jesus will come soon, whether it be at the hour of our death or at the end of the world. In either case, we need to be ready for him as a bride is prepared for her bridegroom. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this weekend, maybe you don't want to cook on Sunday. Then head over to Sacred Heart St. Louis Parish for their barbecue chicken dinner. Drive through only. So just drive on in and pick it up. The dinner menu is half a barbecue chicken, baked potato coleslaw roll. And of course, dessert event will raise funds for the parish and school. So the full dinner, $14. But you can get chicken only or Service chicken. <laughs> Just what you need. It this is weekend. worth the drive. I don't care if it's raining or snowing. Get down there. <laughs> For sure. Now remember, you can find all the details on the community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.
Guess what, Brenda? It's raining, and uh, we'll check the forecast just ahead. And if you are listening, stay with us, too, because right after the forecast, we're going to give away some tickets to the Grotto's Festival of Lights. So be ready. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Meanwhile, at Monterey Radio, we're gearing up for a new year filled with hope and promise. No matter what lies ahead of us, we want to be united with Christ through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why Monterey Radio has crafted a special gift just for you, our 2024 Marian calendar. Check your mailbox because we're sending you an uplifting reminder of all the days ahead to celebrate Our Lady. Monterey Radio's 2024 Marian calendar features beautiful artwork encouraging messages of hope and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days. Put it in your home, office, or anywhere you might need some spiritual inspiration. It's our way of thanking you for more than 34 years of your generous prayerful support for Monterey Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. Look out for your 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. It is 812 here at Mater Day Radio. Snow continues to be the travel issue in mountain passes with up to 16 inches of snow possible in the Cascades today above 3,000 feet. Here in the Valley, we have lots of rain. Daytime highs getting to the low 50s. Overnight, we don't drop off too much, just down to 45 degrees. Then Saturday, more rain. 52 degrees. That series of weather systems going to keep us rainy all the way into next week. 
Right now, it's 43 with rain coming down at St. Anthony's in Tiger. And it is 50 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church in Longview. All right, Patrick, it's so much fun when we get to give things away. Get those away. fingers ready. Here we so go. So now is the time if you want to win a six-pack of tickets to the Grotto's Festival of Lights, you want to call right now. Let's go deeper. Let's go six. All We're right. going to take caller number six. Here is the number, 888. 888- 823-5286. Caller right. number six. So now is the time to start calling. Go. Here they come. Caller number six. Since 2006, the Father Bernard Youth Center in Mount Angel has offered a place for young people to encounter Christ through retreats, adoration, and the sacraments. And there are a lot of amazing events and resources that the Father Bernard Youth Center offers to the wider Catholic community. This is Sarah Kinsey with Mater Day Radio. Joining me this morning is Emma Seiler, the Ministry Coordinator at Father Bernard Youth Center. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. It's great to have you here on The Morning Blend. Thank you. I'm very excited to be able to share with you this morning. Well, I'm excited too, and uh, especially as as you know, Emma, because the Father Bernard Youth Center is a special place for me personally. It was a place that really was another home for me as a teenager and really had a huge impact on my relationship with God. And I'm also blessed that I've been able to continue this great relationship with the Father Bernard Youth Center um, as an adult. But Emma, for those who are not familiar with the Father Bernard Youth Center, or as we often call it, FBYC, uh, can you share a little bit about what it is and what is your mission? Yeah, so the Retreat Center, as you said, was founded in 2006, and it is a special place for youth and young adults to come and encounter Christ through the sacraments, through Mass, through reconciliation. Um, We serve over um, 2,900 youth and young adults throughout the year. Uh, We're located in the Willamette Valley, just inside Mount Angel, just a stone's throw away from the Mount Angel Abbey. Um, and it's, it's um, as you said, it's been a special place for you. It's also been a special place for me as a high schooler. I used to come here and then I started working here after I worked in youth ministry for a while. And then I've gone home to raise babies and I've come back because I just can't get enough of the place. And it, it has changed my life in so many ways. And I want it to be a blessing for so many people. And I think it can be. I think there's so many opportunities for for people to come and experience Christ in our beautiful chapel and through the sacraments here. Oh, I love that so much. I I, I agree with that. It, it is really a special place. And, uh, you know, for many of our listeners, they might know the name Father Bernard Youth Center, uh, maybe because they or maybe one of their kids uh, went on a retreat there. Tell us a little bit about some of those groups. Yeah, so we have a variety of groups. We serve everyone from confirmation groups to San Juan Diego to retreats that come up from California. There's just a wide range. Like if you can dream up a retreat, you can have it here. We've also put on retreats here ourselves um, as the ministry team, leading confirmation retreats and things like that. We are booked out. So if you want to get in, get get ahead of the schedule and call us now. (laughs) Uh, But it's such a beautiful place. The layout for retreats is so perfect that I think a lot of people find it to be the the ideal spot to host a Catholic retreat, especially with the chapel being right here on campus and the ability to get priests from the Abbey. It's, it's beautiful. 
I agree. It is the ideal place uh, for a retreat, and I've been able to experience many of those myself. Now, besides the retreats, there's a lot of other special events that the Youth Center offers um, that are open really to the whole community. Um, Can you tell us about some of those events that you offer, uh, maybe some of the ones that you've had recently? Yeah, so we do. um, We do a family faith night, which is um, we gather together for dinner, for a meal, and then we do an hour of adoration with praise and worship. Um, and during adoration, it's just a beautiful time for the families to come together to expose young children to the Blessed Sacrament, to what adoration is like. Um, with music in the background, it helps to, you know, kind of bring us all, center us all. Right. That we get a ton of people that show up for those. And it's it's so beautiful to watch like a five-year-old go up and sit at the altar and just be in front of Christ. So those are our family faith nights, and those happen three times throughout the school year. And then we've started a ladies' night, which kind of follows the same format. We get together for wine and cheese social and just kind of spend some time together as women. Um, and then we lead into adoration where it's just a time for us. We're we're busy. Moms, women in general are busy people. So it's just nice to be able to just come for an hour and not be pressured to do anything or talk to anybody. You just get to sit with Jesus and right. pour your heart out to him or yeah. <laughs> have a little wine beforehand and just pour it all out to him. And then we've also started Youth Adoration Nights, uh, which will also take place three times throughout a year, follows the same kind of format. But again, like the youth are just, they're overwhelmed with so much that's going on in the world that I think they need that opportunity to just step out of the craziness. They, you know, they turn off their phones, they're just there in the presence. Like, even if they don't understand it and they don't know what to pray, he is penetrating their hearts. Like he's getting into them. And I think that, you know, if we can give them that opportunity and the more times we can expose people to his presence, uh, meaning Christ, obviously, like what a blessing, what an opportunity it is for us to all be there. And then we also offer natural family planning, um, which takes place in the spring. And yeah, you can find more of that on our website. That's so wonderful. And, you know, I've been able to be part of a lot of these different types of adoration nights through doing music for them. And it's just a huge blessing to be there and to watch what happens when you just, you know, give people a little bit of food, (laughs) put them in front of Jesus. And there's this beautiful environment of the chapel. And, you know, we do our best to really set the stage, but, but it's all Christ, right? And he's the one that's just really moving in people's hearts. And it's just like, especially like for me where I'm sitting, I can hear them singing. I can, you know, see that they're praying and it's just really beautiful how much people want that time with, with our Lord in the blessed sacrament. Yeah. And you can totally see the difference from, you know, even the youth when they walk in the door for adoration and when they walk out, there's Mm -hmm. just a sense of the weight is lifted. Like, and, and maybe they walk out and they go straight back to their phones and they don't realize anything. But I believe that down the road, those experiences will shape their lives. Those experiences where they encountered Christ, even if that's the only time they've ever encountered him, mm-hmm. at least they've had that opportunity. And so that's ultimately what the youth centers here to create is those opportunities for not just youth, but for the entire family from, from little kids all the way to adulthood, where you can come and be present with Christ, where you can just be face to face with him. I mean, our world is so crazy and it's so nice to just stop for a minute and just be there. Absolutely. I I so agree with that. And speaking of, you know, just kind of stopping and and just 
being there and taking a pause. Uh, you have a really great event that's coming up on uh, December 13th. That's a little bit different, uh, but I really think people should know about this. Uh, can you tell our listeners about this minister's retreat that's coming up? Yeah, I'd love to. So the minister's retreat was born out of this idea that our ministers, our catechists, our religious education formators, our youth ministers, uh, music ministers, basically the whole pastoral care team, everybody is working so hard and so putting in so much effort for our parishes, for the people around us. Um, But once in a while, I think we forget how much we are valued by Christ, Mm, how much our job is so important for the salvation of souls. Um, So this minister's retreat is that idea that like, I believe and the ministry team here believes that we need to remind the whole church how valuable they are as ministers, how much we appreciate what they're doing, even though they may never get a thank you where they often go unnoticed. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are just setting aside this day to just hopefully breathe life into them, give them the opportunity to once again, just come away, encounter Christ, be with other ministers who are also in the fight, in the battle for, for souls. You know, our world's crazy. We need it. We need these ministers more than ever. And I believe that there's so much good that is coming about within the church that there is just this whole like movement in fertile soil that's ready to be worked um Mm. and i hope that this retreat will inspire and rejuvenate some of these ministers who have served for you know through covid and before that and many many years or some who have just started out and realized that ministry is not a walk in the park right oh that's wonderful i you know, as someone that's, you know, worked in ministry and especially in parish ministry in the past, I, I just so appreciate that that you are offering this opportunity. Can you share uh, who exactly is this open to and where can they find more information? Yeah, so this is open to anybody who has volunteered or worked in the parish, whether you volunteered with Vacation Bible School or, you know, as far as RCIA or whatever your job is or volunteer position is. I mean, even if you are part of the funeral ministry team that puts on the meals, like you belong here. Like we want to thank you. We want to give you this opportunity. So literally anybody who's volunteering at church um, or working at the parishes, you are welcome. And you can find out more information for this um, at our website, fbyc.info. And there's the ministry link on there that you can get more information. That's fantastic. And we'll be sure to also link to this information in the show notes uh, of this podcast. And you can also find this on Mater Day Radio's community calendar. So like Emma said, if you volunteer in any way or, or work at the parish, uh, we just invite you to be part of this great day retreat. Emma, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And, uh, you know, we're praying for all of you at the Youth Center and just just really excited about all that you're doing. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having us. And we appreciate the prayers. We definitely need them. Well, thanks so much, Emma. And uh, maybe in the new year, we'll catch up again and, and see what other types of events are coming up. It is 824 here at Mater Day Radio. Big congratulations to Melissa. They, she is a prisoner at St. Pius X, and she is the winner of the six-pack of tickets to the Grotto. So enjoy those. 
the but Pat, we still have more to give away. So if you have not had a chance to win yet, we'll come back to the morning blend next week. We've got a few more days of giveaway. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the midst of this Pineapple Express, we have three atmospheric rivers hitting <laughs> us. And we'll tell you more about what the weekend weather holds in store. And I'll have the story for you about a faithful or recently ordained priest of Opus Day dies suddenly while in the middle of a retreat. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in the news. Here is Matt Marr. All the people said amen. Amen. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Strong. 
to Matt Mau- Matt Marr. All the people said amen. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. The National Weather Service is watching the path of a series of at least two and possibly three atmospheric rivers bringing periods of widespread heavy rain into northwest Oregon and southwest Washington this weekend and into early next week. The first in the series dumped piles of snow in the Cascades overnight. Today, the snow continues at elevations above 3,000 feet, but snow reports enthusiasts shouldn't get too excited. Rising snow levels occurring late Saturday will effectively melt off all the snow below 7,000 feet by Sunday. Continual heavy rain and mountain snow melt will be contributing factors in river flooding concerns on Sunday through early next week. Total rainfall amounts for the entire weekend are expected to range from 3 to 5 inches along the coast, 4.5 to 6.5 inches in the coast range, 3 to 4 inches across the Willamette Valley, including Salem and Portland, and upwards of 6 inches in the Cascades. Wow, that's a lot of moisture coming down. We're getting as much rain in this storm system as we got for the entire month of November. <laughs> okay, let's be ready for that. You talked about storm drains. Make sure everything's cleared out. So uh, let's uh, make it as easy as we can to get through these next week. Father Fadi Saraf, a recently ordained priest of Opus Day, reportedly died of a heart attack while preaching at a facility near Montreal, Canada, where the personal prelature often holds retreats. Prior to being a priest, Seraf, an immigrant from Damascus, Syria, was an engineer in Canada. He came to that country at 17 years old. German Archbishop George Gaineswein, who was the personal secretary of the late Pope Benedict XVI, ordained Seraf in Rome along with 26 other members of Opus Dei on May 22nd of 2021. Opus Dei Information Office in Canada said on X, Please pray for the repose of the soul of Father Fadi Seraf, 51, who passed away today suddenly of an apparent heart attack while preaching a retreat at the Manor de Beaujau. May he rest in peace. After a year of review, Multnomah County officials renamed the Savi Island Bridge in honor of the indigenous communities past and present that have a connection to the island. The landmark is now known as the Wapataw Bridge after a unanimous decision from the Multnomah County Board of Commissioners yesterday. Commissioners passed a resolution to change the name back last November, stating that they wanted to raise awareness about the indigenous history of the area. Before it was colonized in the 1800s, Savi Island was inhabited by the Multnomah tribe of the Chinook people, with 2,000 indigenous people living across 15 villages, according to the county's resolution. When responding to emergency medical calls, the role of a local fire department is often to arrive quickly and stabilize the patient. Then it is the ambulance provider's job to take the patient to the hospital. But in a number of Portland metro counties where American Medical Response is the ambulance provider, there's a growing reliance on fire crews and an uh, expectation that they'll do whatever is needed to fill the gaps that AMR response times have fallen off. 
Jim Gearing, fire chief for the Washington County cities of Forest Grove and Cornelius, said he's drawing the line beginning today. His firefighters will no longer transport patients to compensate for AMR, only transporting when they believe is absolutely necessary. According to Gearing, his firefighters are transporting patients to hospitals daily as AMR ambulance crews remain chronically understaffed or unavailable. But starting December 1st, the Forest Grove and Cornelius Fire Departments will be removing their ambulance transports from available status in the 911 system. In sports, they are celebrating on the bluff today. What a night in the Child Center. The Portland Pilots jumped out to a hot start and went on to route the Oregon Ducks 91-60 to in a women's basketball matchup last night at the Child Center. It marked the Pilots' first win over a Pac-12 opponent since 2013 and their biggest margin of victory ever, 31 points. Over a Pac-12 foe. Portland back in action tomorrow, hosting Montana State. Michael Meek has those girls playing great basketball. Nice. Now, around this time of year, stores are full of Advent calendars. There's a Star Wars calendar that you can find that has a Lego piece in it each day. What has now become a commercial necessity during the pre-Christmas season started out humbly in a printing shop in Germany. In 1908, Gerhard Lang, who worked at a printing office in Germany, had an idea based on a tradition from his childhood. Lang's mother would make him an advent calendar by attaching 24 little candies to a cardboard. When he decided to design his own version and created colored pictures that were fixed to a cardboard. Now, historically, uh, historians credit Lang for producing the first printed advent calendar. This was soon followed by a calendar that had little doors to open every day in preparation for Christmas. The novelty became very popular in Germany. By the 1950s, these calendars became more complex and held chocolates for each day of December. From there, the yearly tradition spread throughout Europe and the United States and is now one of the most popular traditions after the Christmas tree. The reason why the Advent calendar starts on December 1st and not when the liturgical season begins is because of the wide variation in dates when Advent begins. At first, these calendars were reused each year and starting on December 1st made it possible to keep the calendar for future use. This eventually became an accepted standard and even though new calendars are made every year, the tradition of starting the calendar on December 1st has been maintained. So you can start that Advent calendar, although on Sunday is actually the first Sunday of Advent. You know, I was thinking, Brenda, is there anything kind of sadder than a Advent calendar, like, you know, about 20 days in and all the doors are like all torn up. <laughs> They're all torn up. It just up. really looks, at least mine looked a little tattered. Yeah. And especially the ones that had the little cutout, you have to kind of you, you kind of have to pull it, and then, yeah, yeah it yeah, comes yeah. apart. It just it turns into it. My refrigerator looks like a mess. There, and so. <laughs> like I said, when my kids were little, I'd have to put the advent calendar up high on the refrigerator because if they got a hold of it, they just wanted to open up all sure. of the little windows and see the pictures. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
Well, a wonderful day to prepare for this Advent season is on retreat at Our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton on a Wednesday at 9 o'clock. They are having a retreat. The theme, it came upon a midnight clear, how Christ's deep light, excuse me, how Christ's light leaps forth into our darkness. With Retreat Master, Father Christopher Burnaby, he is the parochial vicar at St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland. Now, you can find all the details on this retreat and many other great events that are going on. Things happening right now, tomorrow, Sunday, all the way through the entire month of December. The community calendar is at matradayradio.com, and you can access it with an integrated map system on the Hail Mary media app. Well, we have updated all our calendars here and turned them over to December. The first day of December is also First Friday. We're celebrating the most sacred heart of Jesus today, but a lot of celebrations going on throughout December. And we will take a look at all of those feast days so you can mark your calendar up next after we check that wet and rainy forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Romans 4.21 assures us that whatever God has promised, He is able to perform. St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh is fulfilling the promise with its challenging campaign to build a new church to accommodate large growth with more space for worship, sacramental life, service, faith formation, testimony, and solace. See the new church design and learn more at stpeternewburgor.org. That's stpeternewburgor.org. And join us in fulfilling the promise. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 841 at Montreal.
Intraday Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Weather-wise, well, in a word, rain and maybe a little snow, too. Uh, mainly burning off here later this morning. We're going to have some periods of, of dry spells, but uh, 90% chance of rain through the day. High warming up to 52 this afternoon. Low tonight, only 47 with a 100% chance of rain. And the new precipitation amounts through the weekend could go all the way up to 6 inches. So lots and lots and lots of rain coming our way. Currently it is 45 degrees at Our Lady of Lourdes Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it is 42 at St. Cecilia Parish in Beaverton. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Mater Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend. Patrick, we turned the calendar. There is one page left. It is December, December 1st today. You've been mentioning throughout the show that today is First Friday. Kind of remind our listeners what that means. So it is uh, First Friday is we celebrate the most sacred heart of Jesus, and then we go into First Saturday. And many times this year, it was kind of unusual. They were on different weekends. It was kind, kind of odd oh, this, okay. this, this year how many times that happened. But And then we celebrate the Immaculate Heart of Mary on, on this uh, first Saturday. So it's, uh, and then if you, there were certain promises associated that Christ gave to uh, St. Uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's a great time to get to Mass and to make confession and to, you know, kind of renew your sacramental life. A great, First Friday is always a, a time of renewal. You got the brand new month, turn the calendar over, and there it is. Plus, it's National Pie Day. It's National Pie so Day. So if you if you go to Mass, you have earned that 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 slice of pie. Even though it's Friday, <laughs> you can have pie on Friday. Just okay. make sure it you know it, it, you also do an act of, of reparation, right? Okay, I'm going to go out and see if there's any more of that ice cream pie left over <laughs> than what we had yesterday for Aaron's birthday. That was some awful. It was uh, really good, good stuff. really good. Hey Brenda, but I know we're going to go into all the feast days, but I wanted to say. Guess what a week from today is? Uh, one week from today is the 8th. Is the 8th, which is the, the feast. feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the 34th birthday of Mater Dei Radio. That is our oh, anniversary. Oh, you're right. So 34 years. Maybe we can get another cake for, for that celebration. I huh? agree. I think <laughs> I that think is so. a wonderful, our birthday. Yeah, but 34 years, and that is a credit to our listeners and all of the support of all of our benefactors and all the hard work of our staff and, uh, most of all, all the blessings that we have received through the most sacred heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady. Mm. So, yeah, it's a big celebration, but a lot more happening. I think there's a big celebration coming up on the 25th of December, too, if I'm not mistaken. Now, let's not move too quickly. (laughs) Okay. we got to get through. There's a few weeks before then. So I thought we'd get your calendar out. I've highlighted some important days to remember. Now, and that includes many feast days to our Blessed Mother. There's a few in the month of December. So we'll talk about those. So this Sunday, so again, Advent is delayed a little bit. It typically would begin right after Thanksgiving, but we've got this break of a week in between. So actually this Sunday marks the first Sunday of Advent. Okay, so we'll just get that on the calendar. Uh, I have to still go get my Advent calendar uh, candles. My wreath is on my table, but I don't have new candles to put in them. So I have to go get some new ones today. Uh, Hopefully our Catholic bookstores will still have them available. Uh, Otherwise, I don't know where I'm going to go. I saw some last week, so I think you might be in I might be good. All right, good. So first Sunday. Now, 
many people put their stockings up, getting their preparations for Christmas done. And on the 6th, kids might find that there's a goodie in there or maybe a goodie in their shoe, the Feast of St. Nicholas. I think that's a real special. We always day. got oranges. I Did don't you get know, an orange I don't know on St. Nicholas tradition Day? Was for oranges, but we always got you know, and we put our shoes out, and the little orange would be in the shoe with with mm-hmm. with chocolate, of course. Okay. But yeah, always got the oranges. I have seen what kids do to their shoes, and I'm not sure that I would ever <laughs> eat something that had been placed in one of their shoes. Maybe that's it because the orange has the peel, has right? A thick that's peel that's, on that's it. probably what the thinking was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, and then following that. St. Ambrose, you know, just a couple weeks ago, Julian Durko and I had an opportunity to talk about St. Ambrose, and he's associated with the bee, like right. a honeybee. fascinating. Isn't that interesting? So his feast day is coming up, and of course, we talked about our birthday of Mater Dei Radio, which is the feast of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, because that's the what people always think it, it's it's Christ, but it's, it, it's actually the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's when she was conceived in the right. womb of her mother without original sin. Yes. That's what makes it an immaculate conception. So wonderful day to celebrate. Now, here's what's beautiful, too. Dina Marie was with us last week, too. She's got a special event, a retreat coming up on the 9th, and it corresponds with the Feast of St. Juan Diego. On the 9th. And she talks about uh, looking at Advent as the uh, journey to Tepeyac Hill, which is where St. Juan Diego received the that beautiful Tilma image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Oh, what a great idea. Isn't that beautiful? She's so smart. Uh, Yeah. So (laughs) a, a day to celebrate Juan Diego. Many of our parishes have special events coming up, too. And then I talked about Our Lady, Immaculate Conception on the 8th, on the 10th. Our Lady of Laredo, and then on the 12th, oh, yeah. it is our Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. I have that uh, image in my bedroom right right by the bed, and it, yeah, I, I looked at that today, and I was like, your feast is coming it's up here, coming lady. It's coming up, Our <laughs> yeah. Lady of the Americas. What a beautiful story. I think I have children's books about that story of Juan Diego and so beloved to Hispanic communities, uh, that that beautiful feast day and that image of Our Lady. It is one of the things that recently I learned about it is the fiber that that image is on, uh, the tilma, that's what he had. It was made out of cactus fiber. That's what the tilma was. There is no possible explanation that that cactus fiber should still be intact under any condition and yet there it is still in mexico city and there's a fascinating reflection on actually her eyes and what are in the eyes and you can see the bishop of that area who approved the apparition in the eyes of Our Lady. Is that fascinating? Yeah. They never knew it was there, and it wasn't until technology allowed them to look closely into the different images and what they saw. And, yeah, in fact, they, they can see that. I think I was like, wow. Uh, I should not be amazed as often as I am because, of course, we're talking about Our Lord and Our Lady, and, of course, they will do miraculous things. And look at all the conversions that flowed from that. For sure. For sure. Uh, someday, I'm going to get there to see that. I want to see it with my own eyes.
So if you are just tuning in, we got a second cup for you today. We are running through the month of December. Now, there are so many feast days, holy saints throughout the month of December, but it really is all focused upon the celebration of our Lord's birth. Of course, that's coming up on the 25th. 25th. That's it. Now, here is the key, Patrick. We've been talking about this. The fourth Sunday of Advent is the last (sighs) Sunday before Christmas. Right which is one day before Christmas. That's why it feels like we have a little bit shorter of a celebration of Advent. And I was at Mass Sunday, and the the priest reminded everyone of that, said plan in advance because you have an obligation for both days. You certainly do. And if your family tradition is a Christmas Eve celebration of a Mass altogether, well, that means that Sunday morning, You would attend for the fourth Sunday of Advent, readings unique to the Sunday, and then you would come back in the evening for uh, the, the vigil of Christmas. I think it's great. It gives you so many opportunities really to celebrate in a holy way. I think that is wonderful, too. And in fact, last time I had an opportunity to talk with Monsignor O'Connor, and it's been a few months ago. They were already kind of thinking about this in the archdiocese, and they had to get approval to allow priests to say multiple masses on the same day because there is a limit to how many masses a priest can say on a weekend. Three, yeah. That's right. And so many of them will be going over if they've got like the three morning masses and then they want to do the children's mass, the vigil mass, the midnight mass, or, you know, they're going to be busy. So pray. Say a prayer for <laughs> Pray for our <laughs> priests for sure. That's right. And then the 26th, good King Wenceslas came out and looked out on the Feast of Stephen. I love that song. It's a good one. Because it talks about Wenceslas and Stephen, and that's a lot to say, and that's just such a great song. First martyr of the church. It is. Yeah. That's right. St. Stephen, St. John, Feast of the Holy Innocents, St. Thomas Beckett. Those are all that, that just jam full of holy days that week from the Nativity uh, to the Feast of the Holy Family. And you had the Christmas octave. And the Christmas octave. I, I mean, it's wow. just, you feel exhausted. Well, we, we have so much to celebrate, not just uh, in in the month, and we got lots to do in preparations, but our faith, our liturgical mm-hmm. season is just packed full, of course. And then the octave of Christmas and the, uh, again, Feast of the Holy Family. And then January 1st, I know it's just one additional day, but that's another beautiful day. It is another Blessed Virgin Feast Day. Uh, Queen of the Church, Mary, Mother of the Church. I love that Mass on on, on New Year's Day. It's just a great way to get the, the New Year started. And uh, wow, Brenda, this is, is packed. I think everybody's just kind of thinking Christmas, maybe Advent, but all these great feasts. Uh-oh. Who says being Catholic's boring? Oh, not at (laughs) all. And like I said, that Advent season, a very specific liturgical time of the year that we celebrate, Mater Dei Radio, starting Monday, we're going to be including Advent music in our Morning Blend lineup. And then come the 25th, well, then we let our Christmas season celebration begin. And we got a birthday next Friday. I'm ready for it. I'm ready too. for pie. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoy a piece of pie today and enjoy the second cup. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem, in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 at Mater Day Radio. It's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And one last check of weather. Rain, 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 rain. 52, the expected high this afternoon, 90% chance of rain. Low tonight, only 47 with a 100% chance of rain. And the totals could be all the way up to 6 inches by end of next week. So local flooding is possible. Right now, 43 in the Rose City. And closing out our show, Pat, well, let's let it rain. Here is Crowder <laughs> featuring Mandisa. All right. And you are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Crowder with Mandisa and Let It Rain. Wow, what a show. What a way to kick off December, Brenda. We could have done two more hours. I know we could. I know <laughs> we could. But we, hey, it's time for the weekend and we got National Pie Day, so we got to go eat some pie. Uh, for sure. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend View from the Pew. This evening, we're going to talk about baptism. Awesome. We hope you have a very blessed day.